0: Hello, my friends. You're listening to the Life Over Coffee podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm glad to be here. We're going to take a break today. A lot of the podcasts, virtually all the podcasts that I do, are serious. And over the past year, they have been super serious because of all the stuff that's been going on as our world continues to spin sideways. And so I thought that I would just do an episode about the conference that we just finished in Sarasota, Florida. And so what I want to do is just give you a a oral history of this conference that Lucia and I just came back from last night. This is Monday afternoon that I'm doing this podcast. And so I titled this, this is episode 291, A behind the scenes oral narrative of the Hope Conference. And so I'm just going to give you a, I'm going to skip the rock across the pond, hit the highlights from Wednesday to Sunday, because some people have asked, you know, what do you do at these conferences? What happens? What are some of the, what makes yours different? And, I would just like to get a snapshot, never been to one, and I'm curious about it. I did one of these podcasts about the Canada conference that we did a few years ago, and that is, I don't know the episode of that conference, maybe I'll put it here in the show notes, but you can see it, you can find it on our podcast page if you want to look at how we did that conference. That conference was really different from this one here. And so this is the HOPE conference. No two conferences are the same. And so here is another snapshot of how we like to do them. And so Lucia and I, we went to Sarasota, Florida from January the 13th through the 17th. I think those are the dates. The actual conference started on a Thursday evening, but we got down Wednesday. Typically, we'd like to get to a conference ahead of schedule so we can spend time Uh, with the people, learning them, meeting with people, if we can uh, meet with them, and it helps us because no church, no conference, no geographical location is the same either. And so everybody's got their own uh, peculiarities, and there's unique things that's going on within uh, each vicinity where we travel, and I want to get a bead on the, the church, the leadership, the congregation, or I want to talk to the people who are putting on the conference so that I can learn exactly what they want. What I don't want to do is to just create stuff and, and map it over their situation, and it really doesn't hit the mark. And so for me to have interaction before we get there and while we are there, it is very important. And we have gone to conferences and have gotten there a, almost a week ahead of time, which is what we did in Alberta in the Canada Conference, but in this one in Sarasota, Florida, it's called the HOPE Conference, and it's been going on for a few years now. I co-taught this time with Dr. Daniel Berger. Daniel and I have been collaborating a quite, quite a bit over the past year. Last year, we started Life Over Coffee with Daniel Berger and, and Rick Thomas, and it is a video series that is on our website, and you can access it God has given Daniel a a special gift and insight into the medical disorder, DSM culture, and he brings a sufficiency of Scripture worldview and interpretation to how our culture identifies diagnosis problems. And so Daniel is a gift to the body of Christ. He is a well-studied, brilliant man, very humble, very unassuming, but yet God has given him a gift and insight into how we can interact with very real problems that the culture attaches acronyms to, ADHD, OCD, etc. a seems to be an endless list of acronyms that they uh, label their problems with, and Daniel looks at all of that, and he brings it through a biblical filter, and it's, it's very uh, helpful and it fits right into the Hope Conference because a lot of people come and and they're interacting. You're all interacting in that culture, and you have relatives and children and etc. that are a part of that culture, and they go down those avenues of help, which is not help at all. And then they come to like say this conference where Daniel is teaching, and they receive a lot of hope because they realize the Bible is sufficient for these things, and so it sends them in another direction. And so last year we got together and we started doing a a video series, and to date we have somewhere between 20 and 30 videos on our our website, and we have them scheduled right now. We're about 30 days a uh, in the future as far as having them in the can, and they're ready to drop, and they drop uh, every week. And so we meet every so often, and we do a a block of topics, and and then we schedule them out, and then we drip them out on YouTube, and we also put them on our video channel, our, our Life Over Coffee video channel on our website, and I would encourage you to watch those. We just finished a series on mental illness. We finished a series on uh, autism, and we've done some parenting stuff, and, and and a lot of other stuff, so I would encourage you to watch those. So Daniel and I, uh, we do the video series, and we also co-teach. Last year, we did the HOPE conference together, and that was the first time, and that was fun, and so they liked it so much, they asked us to come back, so that's a positive. And so Lucia and I flew down on Wednesday, got there ahead of time, and I just I want to walk through. I'll give you a few tidbits about uh, what we did. And this is actually the first conference that I've done since Idaho in August of, of 2020. Uh, due to COVID restrictions, uh, our conferences have been have been canceled. I did go to Raleigh briefly for. Uh, a one morning stand, as I, I taught on a, a Sunday morning, but that was really just a testimony that they asked me to do as we were getting ready to do a men's conference. But that was canceled, as well as New Jersey and others, and we've already had cancellations for this coming year in 2021. So COVID has has really put a damper on our conference schedule. And so I thought, well, I'll just give you a a brief synopsis, and perhaps some of you are ready to get back into conferencing, whether it's a marriage conference, biblical counseling conference, a topical conference, a training conference, whatever it is, a youth conference conference let me know. Uh, please let me know, and we would love to uh, consider uh, coming to your place and, and teaching, and, and that would be fantastic. Maybe you want Daniel and I to, to get together as well. We'd be glad to do, to do that too. And so we flew to Sarasota, Lucia and I did, on, on Wednesday, and as we were getting ready to go, um, Sarah Cadwell, who is the counseling Carl and Sarah, uh, Cadwell, or the the counseling leads for the counseling ministry at Calvary Chapel Church in Sarasota, and Sarah was letting me know that uh, Daniel may be late, and I I may need to pinch hit on Wednesday night. And sure enough, that's what happened. Uh, Daniel uh, connected in Atlanta to get to Sarasota. We are we're here in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, Daniel and I live about twenty minutes from each other and go to the same church, et cetera. And so we flew out at different times. We both connected in Atlanta, uh, but Daniel got stuck in Atlanta. Uh, there was a traffic controller individual who was came down with COVID, or they said he had COVID, however that that worked. And so when that happens, uh, they have to uh, spend a certain amount of time uh, getting everybody out of the traffic control uh, uh Booth and clean everything up and disinfect and make sure everybody's okay. And then they come back and they've gotten that down. It used to take a very long time to get that all that accomplished and they were able to do it in, I think, like 90 minutes. But Daniel was sitting uh, in Atlanta for an extended period of time because they would not let them fly. Of course, you don't want to fly without a traffic, air traffic controller. And so and also Daniel was flying into Tampa and so it was an hour and a half from Sarasota. We flew into Sarasota which was nice but his his flight was taking him to Tampa which was not necessarily a problem because he could get to the meeting on time Wednesday night but he didn't expect none of us expected a air traffic controller to come down with COVID and he'd be sitting out there on the runway for an hour or so and so that delayed him and so as I was flying into Sarasota found out that, and I didn't really know till almost right up till teaching time. And we had to make a decision. And so, even even though we got there early Wednesday, uh, it was probably later in the afternoon that they said, "You're up to bet bat, and uh, we're not going to. We can't turn back now. Uh, we're on because I needed to get to the church. I needed to get ready. I needed to prep. I needed to get to the church. I needed to do the audio. There were just a lot of things that were going on. Now, the way it turned out is, I did teach uh, Wednesday night. Daniel got in maybe around eight or eight thirty. I don't remember now. He brought his son, Danny, uh, Danny the uh, third, with him. Danny's five years old. And so Daniel and Danny came in, I think, around eight thirty. And so they did miss the meeting. And so I taught on Wednesday night. And it was fantastic. I'm I'm glad to be able to do do that. It was kind of like an appetizer uh, for the a conference that was going to start on Thursday night. And, I, and the reason I say I'm glad, because it, it gave me just another opportunity to learn the people, to get to know the people. And so I, I taught on Wednesday night, and of course they live stream. Now we're in Florida, and Florida is different from most places around America. Uh, maybe Texas would be similar, but it was very open, and so there was not a lot of masks. And honestly, it was from the whole time, from Wednesday till Sunday, it was not a thing at all. And so it was fantastic. I had my mask in my pocket. Lucia had hers in her pocket. And there, it, there was only a couple occasions where we had to put it on. And so that was wonderful. It was also wonderful because uh, the weather was like in the upper 40s, uh, the 50s. Uh, some days it got into the 60s. I think one day it might have hit 70. And, and those. Uh, uh, sensitive Floridians were saying it's cold it's cold it's kind of funny Uh, it's not cold it's not cold for us because we were leaving 30 degree weather to get down to 55 degree weather but uh, it was a bit humorous and I do understand if you're if you're used to that balmy temperature all the time and then it drops into the 40s it's like oh Jesus help us Uh, But it was great, and so it was nice in the middle of the winter here in South Carolina uh, to go to Florida and soak in some rays. And so I taught Wednesday night, and then Lucia and I took a little stroll uh, on uh, Lido Beach on Thursday morning, but we couldn't spend a lot of time because due to the busyness of our ministry, I just... Don't have the time. We don't have the human resources uh, to be able to take care of all the things that need to be taken care of. So I'm still multitasking at a level that I I shouldn't be. But this is where we are, and so because of that, I was not able to build my keynote presentations for uh, each meeting. And so as I f- finished a meeting, uh, what I would do is I would come home or to Carl and Sarah Cadwell's home, and they had a nice suite back on the back end of their home. We had a bedroom and a reading room, and it was really nice. But I would we would come home, and I would immediately start working on the slide presentation to the next talk. And so those uh, keynotes were kind of, they were fresh and a little nervous about that, because I don't like to do it with such a short lead time, because uh, that opens up to a lot of A lot of mistakes but god was very gracious and settled my soul to where i could spend work way late into the evening making the slide presentations and these slides uh, the presentation were typically they were around a night they were around 90 85 to 95 slides depending on the presentation so it's a lot of work to get them built and get them animated and so i spoke wednesday night then came home wednesday night and started working on thursday nights Uh, talk, and then got up uh, Thursday morning and finished it, and then we went down to the beach, and then we came back, and then I went through it again to make sure it was right, and then I spoke Thursday night. Now, the topics that I spoke on, uh, Sarah, uh, what she did is she uh, went through our website and and asked if you would uh, speak on these topics, uh, which is great. And by the way, you can do that uh, if you want me to, if there's, we have we have so many resources on our website, and so what you could do is you could go and, and something that is important to you or your ministry or your church or your people, whomever it is, and say, hey, would you talk on this? Would you share this? And I would be glad uh, to do it, and so I taught on uh, our Thought Life uh, was on uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night, I talked about I talked about disappointment. Thurs uh, uh, Thursday night, disappointment, and then Friday night, I talked about identity, uh, victim identity specifically, and then Saturday morning, I talked about why children rev- rebel, and then Sunday morning, I taught on uh, how to build. Uh, how to be build a community to be an intrusive, intrusive community, and so uh, Daniel uh, spoke first Thursday night. So he got in Wednesday late and then he was ready to go, so he spoke Thursday night, and then I came and spoke after that, and so that's what we did each time, and so he spoke, I spoke Thursday, and then came home Thursday night and started preparing for Friday's lecture, and then I spoke first on Friday night, and Daniel followed up and spoke next, and then came home, and then started preparing for Saturday, And then Saturday, uh, uh, Daniel spoke. Actually, Daniel spoke twice on Saturday. What he was going to share on Wednesday night, we just tacked it on to a pre-conference on Saturday. And so he came in at 8.30 Saturday morning and taught what he was going to teach on Wednesday night. So he got all of his in, which was fantastic. And so he doubled up. Uh, he taught from 8.30 to 9.30 and 9.30 to 10.30, and then I came and, and talked from, you know, 10.30 to 11.30, and then after that, we had a Q&A uh, where Daniel and I got on uh, stage, and during the whole conference, and this is an important part of all the conferences that I do uh, we had two boxes uh, where people could fill out three by five index cards, and they can write questions on those index cards, and they were dropping them in those two boxes during the conference. Well, uh, what we did at that point, we gathered up those cards for the last meeting, which was a Q&A, and Daniel took a handful, I took a handful, and we answered a few of them, and we recorded that, and I hope that maybe the next podcast that I do here in Life Over Coffee, if they get the audio back to me, uh, Pascal uh, is the one of the audio techs down there, a brilliant young man, and uh, he, he said he had a cl- clean audio, and so he'll send that to me and and if it is a clean audio and we can get it up. The next episode, which would be episode 292, you can actually listen to Uh, the Q&A. And if we get a good video of that, Daniel and I, uh, we will actually make it one of our Life Over Coffee with Daniel Berger and Rick Thomas uh, videos. But minimally, I trust that you will be able to listen to the audio, uh, some of the Q&A. Now, it was not exhaustive as far as all the questions that were asked, because there were a lot of questions, which is generally what happens at these conferences. And so we took three or four of a piece, something like that, and then answered them. And because of time's sake, I mean, it probably would have took two and a half hours uh, to go through all of the questions. And so it was really great. And I told them at the conference that what we will do, uh, we'll take the questions that we don't answer, and we'll do some videos on them to make sure that we cover them all. And so I brought all of those questions home. I brought a stack of them home, and I have them here. And so Daniel and I, uh, Daniel has already called today and said, hey, uh, when can we get on the calendar so that we can meet? And uh, that would be the first thing that we want to accomplish is we want to answer these questions. So, And that may take two, three, or four videos to do that. And so part of my philosophy of doing co- doing conferences is what I want to do is have a, a long ramp up to the conference and a long ramp off the conference. And so the conference is not just Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday morning. The conference, you, you lead into it, and so Carl and Sarah and others have been good about dripping our content out to the folks at Calvary Chapel Church. Before we ever got there, And now we will be able to answer questions long after we leave. And so the actual conference time uh, could be theoretically two or three months. And so that would really be great because it it takes a while to absorb information. As I told them uh, at one point in the conference, maybe the last time I got up on Saturday morning for my last talk, I know you've already hit your saturation point because it is a fire hose, it is a data dump. And conferences can be great, but if you're going to many workshops and you're hearing a lot of teaching, there is a saturation point, and after a while it will be hard to retain. And so having a short conference like this, in my view, is very good. And then also having the Q&A, uh, having the the Q&A allows you to really get a bead on what people are thinking it's another way of not mapping over them what you want to say but you're interacting with them and so Again, my philosophy of, of conferences is very similar. It kind of mirrors how I do a counseling session. I want to get down there early. I want to talk to the people. I want to get to know them. I want Q&A during the conference. And so all of that is dialogue stuff, and that's the way a counseling session is. You don't want a counselee coming in, and you have already prescripted everything that you're going to say uh, to the counselee. That is inferior counseling best counseling is pneumatic. It is in the moment. uh, The person comes in, you ask them how can you help them and you just go from there it's not pre-planned it's not prescripted. if you have been training if you have been equipped if you have spent time in in prayer if you're skilled at what you do you don't have to prep like that you don't have to prescript a counseling session you can step into the moment with that person and, and be that skilled disciple maker well at a conference I again I want Sarah to tell me hey would you speak on this because she knows the people better than I know the people, and then if we can get down there early and interact with the people, I can get to know the people, and then we have Q&A as we did Saturday. Well, we can get to know the people even more effectively, and so that makes for a much better conference, and so we did the Q&A and then wrapped up about twelve thirty uh, Saturday uh, afternoon, And of course, at the end of the conferences, you never wrap up because there's people uh, standing, they want to talk, they have questions. Uh, People can walk out happy and and really encouraged, and people can walk out in tears as God opens their eyes to something. Uh, Sunday, uh, I spoke Sunday, and a lady uh, as she was leaving, she was in tears, but it was grateful that God really pointed out something in her life that she needed to address. And so there's a lot of dynamics that go on, uh, not just us teaching, but uh, all the interplay uh, when we are not teaching. And so after the Q&A time on Saturday, we did finally wrap up, and around 1 o'clock, one thirty, I met with uh, Chris and Leah, uh, Lisa uh, Jumo. They have a lot of vowels in their names. They, they, they're they Italian, so I think I said that right. There's just some unnecessary vowels there, but I think it's Jumo, and they're the marriage and family. He's the marriage and family pastor there, and Lisa, his wife. And so we met with them in the cafeteria because uh, Rick and Lucia are going back to Sarasota in uh, April, like April the 14th, and and you can contact Calvary Chapel Church about that, but uh, I will be leading a marriage conference for them uh, in April of this year, and I'm pretty sure that one's going to be a go uh, because, again, it's Florida, Florida and uh, Governor DeSantis is doing an amazing job leading the folks down there, and they have an open economy, and Open culture, and so uh, I think I've said in a previous podcast that may be the place to go where we do all of our conferences, and and so that's really nice. Now I'm I'm trusting that there'll not be any flight restrictions. I'm not sure where things are going going governmentally, and so we'll either fly down to uh, to this to the marriage conference at Calvary Chapel in mid-April or. We will drive down, but God willing, we're going to be down now for that marriage conference. And so we met with Chris and Lisa Jumo about that, and and it was great uh, to meet them face-to-face. We've already been emailing for months. Uh, we started a long time ago emailing, just trying to collect uh, data uh, on this marriage conference. And so it was good to meet them face-to-face and have some interaction. Well, then after that, uh, well, I, I'll be honest with you, I was exhausted uh, after Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, all the prep in between. And so Lucia and I, we just went out and took a ride. Carl and Sarah were very generous, not only giving us the, uh, the prophet's chamber, uh, giving us their nice suite in the backside of their home, but they gave us an automobile as well. And by the way, when we do conferences, we prefer to stay with people. Uh, it cuts cost. It makes it easier on the people as far as a cost perspective is concerned. But that is just one other way we can get to know people. We try not to be isolated when we go out. We we want to serve these churches, and if we can get there early and interact with them in these different ways, uh, that's really helpful for us to be better at serving them. And so I I was reminded when, when I was there that Uh, Sarasota was the home of Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus, which was something that was important to me. Uh, as a child, and we took Lucia and I, we took our children there when they were younger, and of course, before it went out of business, Uh, but it was there, and so uh, we went to the uh, John and Mabel Ringling campus on on Saturday and just kind of spied it out. Now, later, we went on Sunday with Carl and Sarah and just walked around just a little bit, the mansion there of John and, and Mabel. I love Mabel, and so when I saw Mabel, it's like, oh, I love you, Mabel. Well, I wish John's name was Biff, and it was Biff and Mabel Ringling. That would be a great name for them, because Biff and Mabel don't have a last name. I need to come up with one. Maybe you all have some ideas, and so we went there uh, Saturday afternoon, and then Saturday night, we got together with the leadership of the church at Carl and Sarah's house. Again, another interaction and and we ate and i talked to the senior pastor there his name is carl as well carl dixon and we spent an hour plus talking which was very helpful for me to hear from him and to hear his heart about god about life about church and uh it was it was excellent and then i went and started preparing saturday night to teach twice on sunday and so i sunday morning we got up and we went i talked at uh 9 i think uh, maybe that was the time, but it was early, whatever it was, uh, not 9 o'clock maybe, and then 11 o'clock. Maybe it was 9 and 11 o'clock is, is what it was, and so it's the same message, but uh, it was twice, and again, it's a lovely group of people. The Cal- Calvary Chapel Church down there, uh, they are a fun group. Uh, because they are a reciprocal group. They, they will teach back at you. And so as you teach them, they interact with you. They listen well. They take a lot of notes. Uh, they're very much engaged. Uh, they actually get my sense of humor, which is a plus. And so it's just a lot of happy interaction, and it was an enthusiastic crowd. And so that makes it easier, as hard as it is. And it is very hard uh, to do the teaching, because there's so much involved in it. But with a crowd like that, uh, it makes it fun, too. And so we had a lot of fun, and it was, it was just total joy. And so then Lucia and I, uh, uh, I think we were wheels up at 3 or 3.30, and so we went out to debrief with Carl and Sarah uh, after the Sunday meeting. And so we debriefed at a little restaurant, and then they dropped us off at the airport, and we flew home. And that is, that was, the conference. It was the HOPE conference in Sarasota. Uh, January, it was 13 through 17. The actual conference was 14 through 16. But again, I taught on Wednesday night and also Sunday morning. Let me close with just a reminder. And my reminder, if you could help us, if you are able to help us, I would really appreciate it. Uh, We are doing a lot, and we are. God is doing a lot through us to say it correctly, and we're giving our resources away, and there's a lot of time and energy, and we have a lot of needs. Uh, As far as hiring the people that we need and getting the staffing that we need, God is blessing this work. But we can't do it without you. And so if you are able to support us, I would just appeal, would you consider doing it? I would be most grateful. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee we